No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we consider Proverbs about the faithful wounds of a friend, a man sharpening another man, and the importance of diligently tending your flocks and herds. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 27 on Simply the Bible. Good friends are hard to find, but how sweet they are when you find one. Solomon has much to say about friendship. A friend is somebody that you can be yourself around and be unafraid and unashamed. We continue in Proverbs 27. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Don't boast about tomorrow. Why? Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. James picks up this theme in James 4.13. The bottom line is, you don't even know what tomorrow will hold. You don't even know if you'll be here tomorrow. So why boast about tomorrow? Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Self-promotion is always unbecoming. Nobody can stand someone who can only talk about themselves and everything that they have done. But it is sweet when we hear someone else say complimentary things about us. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them. Now, sometimes you see large boulders on the back of a flatbed truck. Now, you can't haul too many of these because of how much they weigh. But when a fool flies into a rage, well, that's even heavier, especially when you hear him rail on somebody who's just an innocent victim. Wrath is cruel and anger a torrent. But who is able to stand before jealousy? Now, even worse than the fool's wrath is jealousy. This could refer to a jealous husband. You don't want to mess with him. And if someone has messed with his wife, well, there will be no appeasing him. On the other hand, this could refer to someone who is envious. People who envy others or what they have or what they have accomplished can say nothing good about them. When their rival is honored, they turn the other way or they'll find some critical remark to make. How difficult it can be for the innocent person to bear the jealousy of someone else when they've done nothing wrong. What a burden it was for David to bear the jealousy of King Saul when all David did was try to protect Saul. Saul's jealousy motivated him to hunt down David like a man hunting a deer. Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Now, Christians sometimes have difficulty giving an open rebuke to someone. They would talk about them behind their back, perhaps, or they assume that being a Christian means always being nice to their face. But if we are truly like Christ then we will speak the truth in love, even if it is difficult. In fact, you look at Jesus and the most difficult things he had to say about a person he said to their face. True counsel from a good friend 
can save your life, even if it may be a little bit hard to hear at the time. But the wise person will be grateful for it. But what good is hidden love? So if you love someone, well then say so. Better yet, prove it with your actions. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Now this sort of continues with the same motif. A friend won't hold back when you need to hear something. He won't pull the punches when a rebuke is really what you need. True friends will tell you when you smell bad, (laughs) when you have food on your face, or when your zipper is down. But beware the Judas kisses. They are deadly. And beware of those who say flowery and flattering things about you, especially when you know you don't deserve them. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. How good food tastes when you are hungry. I've heard it said that hunger is the best sauce. But if you're stuffed, then even honeycomb or ice cream or tiramisu doesn't sound very good. We should be so hungry for the word of God that it is sweet to our ears and nourishment to our souls. Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. We each have a place to which God has called us a place in his vineyard. We've received at least one spiritual gift and a calling in the body of Christ where God wants us to serve. Are you serving the Lord in the place where he has called you? If you leave your post, then you're like a bird who has left her nest. Now, I think some people have sort of hunkered down. They've left the church. They haven't been in fellowship for a while Listen, we need your gifts. It's not just about you going to church to get your blessing. It's about you going and serving and being a blessing to others. Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. So Solomon stays on this theme of friendship and the hearty counsel of a friend, how sweet that is. You see, we each have blind spots. We have quirks and weaknesses. We have rough areas that are offensive to others. So it is sweet to have the sincere counsel of a friend. After a sermon on Sunday, people will usually say complimentary things to me or (laughs) else they say nothing at all. But when I get home or on the way home, if Cindy and I happen to be driving together, I will ask her, well, what did you think? And I am blessed to have a wife who loves me enough to tell me the naked truth. She is a fan of mine, but she doesn't hold back when I need to hear some correction also. I could float up to the clouds. I could have my balloon full of hot air, but she knows how to keep me down to earth. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. Now, this is speaking not in a derogatory way against your family members. Solomon is merely saying that a friend or neighbor nearby may be better for you than a family member who is far away. Who's going to look after your home when you're on vacation? If you need to move something that's just 
too heavy for you, who are you going to call? Your neighbor is just next door. And that's a good reason to keep a good neighbor policy with your neighbors. Know them, help them, and they will help you because the day will come when you will certainly need each other. My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him who reproaches me. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. This is the only time in this chapter where Solomon addresses his reader as my son. A wise son will make a father glad, whether it's a biological son or a spiritual son. Now, it is not wise to see evil coming and think you will just power through it. That may be presumptuous and stupid. You might be testing God in that. You are better to take cover if you see the storm coming. Now, for a while on our church property, we had a tent where we were meeting and we would keep an eye on the weather here in Idaho. It can change quickly. And if the wind came up, we had to go in there and pull the the main poles of the tent or else it would get ripped to shreds. So we learned, you know, you don't mess around with that. If you see the storm coming, you take cover. Now, there may be times when God tells you to stand your ground or continue to move forward when trouble comes, but just make sure that you're truly hearing from the Lord and not just being stubborn. Take the garment of him who is surety for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he is surety for a seductress. Solomon did not like this thing of co-signing for people's loans and putting up um, surety for them. He said, make sure you get collateral if you do that. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it will be counted a curse to him. Listen, if you go to your neighbor, pound on the door at 6 a.m. and just say, hey, neighbor, top of the morning to you, you know, it's not going to be accepted as, uh, as a blessing, but rather as a curse. A continued dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. Solomon talked a lot about the contentious woman. This is one of the problems I'm sure he had with having a thousand wives. Uh, A few of them were bound to be the continual dripping uh, of, you know, complaint, like the Chinese water torture. And he was saying, look, there's just no way to restrain her. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. I love this verse. It's sort of the key verse that we have for our men's Bible fellowship that meets. And uh, we just have teaching, we have worship, and then we break up into groups of about six or eight and, uh, and just share the word together, answer questions, share prayer requests. We sharpen each other, and that's the way it should be. That's, I believe, the best way for discipleship to happen. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit, so he who waits on his master will be honored. If you are a good employee and you take care of your employer, you will be honored. You'll receive that promotion. As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. And so, you know, it's from our heart that our words come, our expressions, and it tells really What's going on inside of us? Hell and destruction are never full, 
So the eyes of man are never satisfied. Hell has always got room for more, unfortunately. And so with the eyes of men that are never satisfied, always seeking profit or pleasure, seeking to gratify human desire, but never finding satisfaction. On the contrary, in Psalm 17, 15, it says that we will be satisfied when we awake in the likeness of our God. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, and a man is valued by what others say of him. It's really speaking of being praised by people. You will be tested by the praise that you receive. If you gloat in it, well, then that just shows that you're proud. But if you receive it in humility with thankfulness and you don't let it go to your head, uh, well, then it shows that you're a humble person. Though you grind a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him. You can't separate the foolishness from the fool. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds, for riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maidservants. Now there's much in scripture about farming, shepherding, and husbandry. These natural activities provide their own intrinsic rewards. If you wisely tend your flocks and herds, they will reproduce. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all became wealthy through this practice. Now, the stock market might crash. You may lose your job, but your livestock will provide you with food and clothing. Good wisdom from Solomon about friends, farming, and good counsel. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow we'll see that the wicked flee, but the righteous are bold as lions. Whoever covers his sins won't prosper, and those who give to the poor will always have enough. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.